It is good. Let's go ahead and get our Bibles out as we get ready to prepare to uh, worship God, honor Him as we open His words. If you're new, we have this little notes section in there as well. You can get that out. We'll get to it in just a few minutes. We're going to be in Revelation. Uh, that's the last book of the Bible of the New Testament, old, uh, uh, everything right there at the end. So we're going to be in chapter 8 and 9. As you're doing that, let me just tell you a couple of things that I want to uh, make sure that you know about. We have this thing that we've done as a family uh, since the kids were little and now two of them are in college and one's in high school. And uh, that is we each year we create little uh, boxes uh, that we send overseas. They're like little Christmas presents, got things in them that we send to the poorest kids in the world. Uh, it's called Operation Christmas Child. And if you want to be a part of this thing, our church participates in it. And we gather those things up in the next couple of weeks, and then we ship them off together. And it is an amazing thing. We've loved it as a family, but it's just become a tradition for us to head to the store and fill those boxes up. The kids are involved, so I hope that you'll do that. Uh, then watch your uh, calendar of, of all the things that are coming up. Look in the program. Make sure that you're signed up for our newsletter. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Facebook. There's tons of things to be involved with, uh, from small groups to uh, serving teams to all that stuff, Bible studies, special services, two that are coming up that you cannot miss that I just love. It's the one is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, we call it Thankful Sunday, and it is just a huge time of giving thanks of worship. I can't wait for that one. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. But then also our Christmas series uh, that'll begin the next week after that is going to be an incredible time to bring people that haven't been in church before. Uh, let me just say, uh, as, before we start, this talk is going to be PG-13. In other words, it's going to be a little bit rough uh, on there. So if you want to take time, go ahead and take them over that you can still check in Upstairs, we still don't have the downstairs finished all the way, but uh, you can check them in. Uh, uh, it's just going to be some rough uh, stuff because of the content that we're going to be in. But I'll also kind of uh, watch that a little bit. So wanted to let you know, if you're just joining us, we're in a seven-week series, a seven-week series called Revelation Part 2, The Throne Room of God. And like that little tagline says, The Throne Room of God, we're studying when it's in the throne room of God. And so as we do that, if you've missed part of this, you can go and download that Bentree app and watch those talks. It'll kind of catch you up to speed. Well, listen, I hope I'm not like the adults in Charlie Brown, uh, you know, where they have the Charlie Brown Christmas and Thanksgiving specials where the adults say, wah, 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 wah. You remember that? Anybody remember that? I hope that I'm not that in this series because this series is a very different one. And as I was worshiping, getting ready to come up today, I was just in prayer praying for you that you would not take this as another uh, Christian thing to listen to the things that we're talking about in this series are so heavy so impactful So eternal to each one of us. I hope that you'll listen. Uh, let me give a shout out uh, uh, And that is to our on-campus church. Hey guys uh, over in Greeley uh, We're glad you guys are joining us as you are uh, opening your words up to there So let me give you a safety talk 
uh, that I've done each week. Uh, this will help you enjoy it. Number one, come every week. That's the important thing so that you uh, understand. Number two, there's some strange symbolism. Today is going to blow your mind uh, with this. Lean into the uh, lean into that symbolism. Uh, we'll try to talk about what those things mean and could mean. Number three, drop your preconceived ideas. Uh, some of you have this idea: uh, revelation can't be known. Uh, like uh, somehow there, we we shouldn't even study it. And I go, here's the problem: uh, we put uh, we have this revelation book put into the Bible at the last because I think it's the most important thing we know. It's it's what he ends with, so that we will be ready. I think you're going to get what I'm talking about today. And then fourth, don't let this book divide us. If you believe something different than I do, if it's an open-handed issue, uh, and I'll point those out, a non-essential, don't let that divide us. We can still do life together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. But let's start together with a word of prayer. Would you bow with me? Heavenly Father, we pray that, that this book would not divide us, but in fact unite us and uh, create a fire storm here of revival god my prayer is that our hearts would not be the same nor our actions after today uh, it's in jesus precious and holy name all god's people said amen well if you just join us we left off at the beginning of chapter eight go ahead and turn there uh, here's the picture billions and billions of angels worshiping God. God's on a giant throne in the middle. Around him, four living creatures, apparently rather large themselves, angels. And then around that, 24 thrones of humans. We don't know who they are, but they're apparently leaders. And then billions of angels and now billions of people. Uh, they are worshiping God, and, and probably uh, to complete the Trinity, the most exciting part for me is you've got the seven torches there representing the Holy Spirit, and then the Lamb of God. His name is also what? Jesus. He's represented in this picture as a lamb standing yet slain, his throat cut, and yet he's alive there. And God has been holding this scroll, and, he's, uh, and everyone says, who is worthy to take the scroll? And everyone is upset until you find out the lamb is worthy, Jesus is worthy, and he takes this scroll and starts to open it. And we've been going through these seven uh, seals, if you will, as he breaks it, he opens opens this up and it's the judgment of God on the earth and this scroll if you will is a deed to the earth God is going to take back from the evil one what is rightfully his he's going to take back the earth it's the deed of the earth and Jesus is opening that deed and we've been seeing all this unfold and it's been crazy after seal after seal. But then finally, we get to the seventh seal and boom, he opens it and quiet. 30 minutes. It's quiet. All this big worship noise, it's quiet. It's all there. And it's the seventh seal. Now this might sound confusing, but the seven trumpets 
now you're going to see everything comes in sevens and seven seven and there will be another seven later on but this is the second seven seven trumpets now understand this the seven trumpets come are the last seal is the seventh seal do you understand seventh seal opens seven trumpets come that's what we're doing remember this verse from last week here it is now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them they line up here they are here we go let's take a look at the first four you're going to notice that the first four of the seals were one kind and th the last three seals were much harsher the first four are horrible but the last three are incredibly bad here they are now the seven angels who had the seven trump prepared to blow them the first angel blew his trumpet and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood and these were thrown upon the earth and a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up and all green grass was burned up now here's the problem why i said i don't want to sound like the adults on uh charlie brown wah 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 don't let these words their big things scare you let's understand what's happening we're going to move fast through these first four but there's lots of notes to take so look let's start with the end all the green grass the vegetation was burned up you're going to find that this first trumpet is ecological destruction you can just write that in that line uh, that line there ecological destruction on the earth but what's causing it god is taking back his world his earth right he's using nature at this point look backwards with me for on this a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up it's fire that happened but what caused this if you look back the first angel blew his trumpet that's the battle cry and followed hail and fire mixed with everybody say it out loud blood and we don't know this is real blood or not and it could be uh, uh something else but it could be real blood but here's what i want you to see this in my opinion this comes from paul this is open-handed this is a super volcano most theologians agree that's what causes this think along the line of like yellowstone something that blows so high that it creates all this stuff and you go look mixed with blood what's that about we don't know if that's the devastation it's talking about but you're going to see blood here why because this is judgment god is is bringing his wrath out but you're going to see this line of blood here even through god's redemption is working here so this is a massive super volcano and a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up this is big time stuff now let's look at the next one the second angel blew his trumpet and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea now go with me just a second what do you think this might be just off the top of your head again this is opinion we don't know but it's a pretty good guess it's a meteorite and we're not talking a meteorite like this like you see in the museum we're talking about one that's hundreds of miles wide 
We've seen these strike the earth before in history. If you've looked at uh, the place in Arizona, that giant one, that's a relatively small. But this is one that strikes the sea. Uh, and, and look what it does here. And a third of the sea became what? Blood. We don't know if this is blood from the sea creatures or like red tide we see, uh, you know, when, uh, when the ocean gets uh, too polluted and, and the microorganisms die and come up. We don't know what that is, but we know that it's caused by something that's being thrown into the sea. And a third of the ships were destroyed. Now let me just do some stuff. I looked this up this this week, and I love stuff like this. Uh, BB says I'm the king of worthless information, but it's 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 interesting. They say if a meteorite uh, hit like this, let's say in the middle of the Atlantic, uh, and we don't know how fast it would be going, it would have as it enters the atmosphere, it would have fire that would start to engulf as it gets hotter, uh, the gases around it, you'd have this huge uh, thing coming in, fireball, it would strike, let's say, in the middle of the Atlantic, and this is what we do know from uh, science, is, um, is it would create a tidal wave, think of like throwing a rock in the middle of a pond, right? You see the ripples go out, same principle, except these ripples are 100 to 200 feet high. And guess how fast they travel? 500 to 1,000 miles an hour. That's an amazing thing. Say, see ya, New York, because it would be gone. And a 100, 200-foot wave traveling at 1,000 miles an hour would wipe out every ship in the Atlantic. Hello, a third of the shipping. But it could be the Indian Ocean Pacific, we just don't know that. The point is, now the land and the sea have uh, been hit. This is one giant deal. Now, just a little, little side note here. How many remember 2004, ancient history? Do you remember we had the, uh, a relatively small earthquake created some pretty big uh, tidal waves? Do you remember that? Some of you are like going, I was like in kindergarten. This, is, this was, do you know how many it killed? Is the Indian Ocean, 150,000 people within a matter of just a few hours. We're talking one 100 times that size. Incredible. Okay, I told you this isn't a pretty one, but I want, you to, I want you to see this is real stuff. I want you to think about it in real time if it were hitting the news today. Mm. Thank God for coffee, amen? All right, here we go. Verse 10, the third angel blew his trumpet, boop, 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 and a great star from heaven blazing like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. What is this? What is this? Is it a meteorite? I don't think so. I think this is a comet. And I think from this is because it says blazing like a torch. It has a long tail, in other words, like a torch holding it up like this. It has a part that goes up, so as it's coming down, it looks like a torch. But apparently, it breaks up before it hits and scatters all over. Now, this one is freaky. They're all freaky, right? But it falls on fresh water, what we drink, what we drink. All the rivers and springs on that as well. 
Now, we don't know what causes it. The gases, the substance of what the comet has. We, we uh, as humans, just still don't know what a comet is made up of, right? Uh, but here's what we do know. Three things. One effect it will have, a third of the fresh water on Earth is poisoned by what falls to the ground. Gases or particles. Two, lots of people will die. And three, whatever the substance is, it makes the water bitter. Now, we don't know if this bitterness is, it's talking about is a result of the taste or a result of the death that it causes. Do you understand? I know that I'm being kind of cool, maybe even cold, calculating scientific thousands dying, but I, I have to do it because it just is too heavy on me. But here's, here's one that sends shivers down my spine. It's called wormwood. Uh, wormwood is a kind of root that uh, you can take. It, it causes extreme drunkenness and ecstasy and death. And it's a bitter taste. It is a drug people uh, use even today. Uh, but it is called that, is likened to wormwood. Uh, this is the thing that really sends shivers down my spine. Maybe it will to you. I don't know if. The third of the angels blew his trumpet, and a great star fell. I want you to say, and it fell on a third of the rivers and springs. Look at this now. Here it is. The name of this star is Wormwood. And a third of the waters became Wormwood. This, the name of the star is. It's not that God says, hey, I think I'll create... No, 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 no. The name of the star is... The thing is hurtling toward you at the moment. Do you understand? It's a created thing that's out there coming and it's going to destroy. It's not if, it's when. Does that make sense? And many people die from the water because it had been made been made bitter. God creates this long ago for His purposes. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's not like saying this thing God might create. No, this is, there is a ground zero. There is a D-day, if you will. Look at verse 12. The fourth angel blew his trumpet and a third of the sun was struck and a third of the moon and a third of the stars. So that a third of their light might be darkened and a third of the day might be kept from shining and likewise a third of the night. Now what it's saying here is not that the stars and sun go away. That does happen, but much later in the book. In fact, the next series is when we'll do it, not next week. But this is talking about something different. The first three trumpets that have blown have created so much debris in the atmosphere, so much smoke, it's saying, look, we can't see the stars much anymore, the faint ones, and even the moon and the sun have lost about a third of their power. It just can't get through this cloud.